the presidents of the United States of America, man. Yeah. It always reminds me of your band. Oh, that's down. right. It's a classic. Another classic. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I was uh, great instantly taken back in time to 2004, the Ought Four. Uh, I went to, with a group of friends, the Q101 Block Party. Q101 was an alternative rock Whoa, radio station in Chicago, Illinois, and they did a block party. I went with some friends. I believe the snake was with me. I recall maybe even the big anus <clears throat> and <laughs> Q101 through the block party and it was the opening act was the presidents of the United States of America and the main course was Modest Mouse who was quite huge wow. at the time. Modest Mouse had like maybe 20 guys in the band on stage. It was absolutely an incredible performance. Uh that was when they had that album, like, what was it, Good News for People Who Like Bad News or something like that. Um, yeah, they had I the, never saw them. The Float On song. Dude, they were fantastic. And the dude, the lead singer and the main writer, he was, he was a known alcoholic, and he was a little sloshed, no doubt about it, but he put on an energetic and fantastic get down, I recall. But mm. overshadowed, no doubt. By the opening act, the trio, the presidents of the United States of America, the lump, the peaches, man, come <laughs> on, dude. It, it was just that, dude, there was a point, <clears throat> I'll never forget this, where the, the three of them are just rocking out, and then all of a sudden, they're all, they all have drumsticks, all three of them, and they're all just like playing the drumsticks on like every <laughs> instrument and everything in their reach. It was <laughs> so awesome and such a... It just seemed like when those dudes were on stage, it was just a pure party. Yeah. Like, and they're still having fun. The 90s the kind of, you know, yeah. you look back in the 90s, they feel that way with the, the rock. You know, if, if you were able to be on the tours with those rock bands back in those days, it seems like it was probably a, a good old-fashioned uh, good time. Nowadays, all there's a lot about... of security and shit, you know? It's just crazy. Yeah, I was trying to think about it when you said uh, Modest Mouse. Who was the other band that was like from our area? Was that Fallout Boy? Fallout Boy, yes, was yeah. from our uh, town region zone, if you will, in the uh, northwest suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, man, they those were... are the ones I remember where it was like you'd go see a band and they would open. You'd be like, "Who the fuck are these?" That's guys? right, you man. know. <laughs> and then eventually they took off. And then eventually the bassist is uh, dating Ashley Simpson. What? Yeah, Pete Wentz. You don't remember that, man? That was like... Oh, no, were... Ashley Simpson. She's still alive? Oh, well, this is about uh, 20 years ago when Ashley Simpson oh. was relevant in the pop culture world. God, <laughs> I hate Ashley Simpson. You know what? I literally <laughs> type Ashley Simpson to Google. Did you mean Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E? <laughs> -E. God, go fuck yourself, bitch. Put a Y in there. <laughs> It was, uh, who's the sister? Nicole? Is that right? Nicole Simpson? Yeah, married, what's his name? Uh, Nick Lachey from 98 Nick Degrees, Lachey. man. That was, like, one of my favorite... Dude, that was, like, the only show... God bless him. That was, like, back in the day, that was the only show you could watch with your girlfriend. Oh, uh, what was it? In Love or something in Love? I don't know. I fucked her. I don't know, something. Yeah. <laughs> I just... That's I funny. Big that was I the beginning. <laughs> that was at the beginning uh, stages of the re the like 
celebrities doing the reality TV shows. Now celebrities don't do that, <laughs> yeah. right? Like celebrities are like too good for that now. They don't want cameras in their own you know, house. Like no, now they do it to themselves and put it on Instagram. They, it's called podcasting. Actually, I think yeah. that's what they do now. <laughs> Newlyweds. Newlyweds. Yes, yeah. man. That was great. Was that VH1? I feel like that was VH1. MTV. MTV. Dude, All right. You know, I don't know. Man. Dude, VH1 kind of was a power player for a hot minute there in like the late 90s, early aughts. I'm telling no, you. No, because VH1 tried to stay true. and They tried to keep doing the video. Did they? I felt like they went hard on like the reality TV stuff, and that's why they... Maybe I not. thought that was MTV first. Maybe, no, I think it I was. I thought MTV yeah, tried right. to go hardcore with like behind the music. I mean, VH1 was like behind the music. Oh, was VH1 the making of the music video, or was that MTV? Making, yeah, they did I the can't making remember. of. I don't remember. Yeah, it all yeah. mixes together in my head. We, I mean, we grew up at the time of the music video, so I mean, that was, you know, very influential for us. I hear a song from that time frame. I, I can visualize the video. Oh, yeah, Sex and Candy came on the other day. I can just picture it. Dude, Jessica <laughs> Simpson used to be so hot. Jessica Holy Simpson, shit. super babe at the time. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know what happened. I guess she just kind of dipped out of Is she still with the Nick Lachey? Did they still? No. no. Oh, All God. Right. No. I mean, I don't know. I was kind of hoping. She did something to her nose, man. The nose was, yeah. she had like a perfect face. The problem is she probably felt like she had the bigger oh. nose compared to Christina Aguilera. Did you see Christina Aguilera, by the way? She's getting accused of Ozempic. Oh, no way. Oh, she's back, dude. She's got, like, a new album or something, or she's doing some big show or whatnot in Vegas, and she's apparently just, like, shrunken her body. Because remember, famously, Christina Aguilera, scorching hot, man, when she came out, like, a super babe, and then blew up to 300 pounds, like, overnight. I don't remember this. <laughs> Well, dude, remember uh, Jessica Simpson got fat too. I thought she was sexy. Fat. Yeah, th- actually, all the that's right. That was kind of a thing that happened. A lot Her like tits got huge. I was like, damn, <laughs> you got thick in all the right places, girl. I know. Jessica, are you Simpson- black? Did- <laughs> well, did she never date a black dude? Because that's kind of like I don't know. That seems like their territory. But uh, she- Jessica Simpson blew up like a Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that ass was fat in the titties. But she maintained that waist. I know. That was... no. Jessica Simpson had that curvaceous, you know, babe thing going on. No Just doubt about thick. it. Yeah, sexy, thick. Yes. Yeah. The, well, that you know, our culture back in that time used to celebrate kind of the, uh, you know, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Frank. I like them and I cannot <laughs> lie. Absolutely. <laughs> you walk in the place, the little bitty bitty waist, man. Come on. <laughs> Round thing in my face, get out My here. anaconda don't want none, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, sir. The women were just uh, on another level. Like, take a look at Billie Eilish. I was uh, I saw a picture of her online. Oh, now our women are Kim Petrist. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a man? That's why, that's why the women don't look the same. Anymore. It's a man, baby. <laughs> um, I saw a picture of it was uh, Billie Eilish, and she's you know she started off with the whole you know uh, not revealing her body, wearing baggy clothes, and now it turns out she kind of does have I think that Jessica Simpson body thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
think so. I'm pretty sure she's got the curves going. Really Eilish? Yeah, but I was looking at it. She like she wears this like pale makeup, and I don't think she's ever seen the sun in like uh, I don't know 15 years, and like she. Oh, she's trying to look rich. Yeah, I don't know. She's got this weird pale death look thing going on. But she does the look where her eyelids are half closed. You know, a lot of these models do that nowadays. And uh, she's just very sleepy. The whole thing is sleepy. Where I like the bright eye, the blonde, you know, like the, uh, you know. the big eyes. Oof, nothing better than the big eyes. I'm saying, like, you know, energy, life, man. You know, don't look like you're half asleep. Oh, yeah, the big eyes are a huge thing. Funny times, and that's crazy. Like, the like, newlyweds. You I got them about like them like Disney princess eyes, you know. Ooh. Well, that's what the ladies used to have. Did you see Britney Spears? We haven't really covered this at all, and uh, we're huge fans of the pop culture. But uh, Britney Spears <laughs> has um, this new tell-all book. Did you see this action? And she's like, "Uh, did she had the trannies like selling it or whatever?" Oh, I didn't did know about this. The... No, I had no idea. Did you see the? Tr- that's how they released it at a drag show. Of course. Show. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, you remember RuPaul? <laughs> yeah. It used to just be RuPaul, <laughs> and it was cool because RuPaul didn't have a kid show on PBS. You know what I'm saying? That's why RuPaul was cool. No PBS kid show where RuPaul was reading books to kids. Was it really cool, though? Well, I don't know. I feel like well, RuPaul had a talk show like Oprah, right? I just feel like we're we're at that bottom of that slippery slope, and nobody wants to. Admit Was RuPaul <laughs> the start yeah. of the slope? Uh, I don't know. I saw a picture of RuPaul, and I was thinking about how like RuPaul was famous because we knew it was a dude. And there was, like, humor to it, right? RuPaul is funny and sassy, and there was this whole thing about it. But then look at all, like, I just the think drag that, like, stuff na- now. It's weird, yeah, yeah, man. I just, I just think, like, national television used to be home improvement. You know, it just used to be family Absolutely. Stuff. But even is, still, is I mean, we were, family? we were just I mean, talking about the age of the newlyweds and the reality TV taking over MTV and all that stuff. And that's fine. That's what happened. And that was kind of the rise of RuPaul and all that. But when I was looking at an image of RuPaul, like RuPaul is this like thin dude who can then transform into what looks like a woman. But like, look at the drag queens now. They are like obese slugs that look. A kind of like a, you know, what's that beast from Star Wars? <laughs> we have a bunch of people that looks like Jabba the Hutt in makeup. You know, know what I'm saying? Oh, and like wearing bikinis. And I just, you know, like even still, I'm looking at RuPaul and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking like, man, we we used to live in simpler times when I look at RuPaul. <laughs> dude, I did like the worst double take the other day. It was, I felt so bad. I went into Portillo's. Oh, excellent. Actually, I was in the drive-thru. You know the people that take your order in the drive-thru? Yeah, that's the folks standing in the line because the drive-thru is so long, it's not making it to the drive-thru screen. We need our sausage and beef. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are correct. 
That's my favorite thing about these fast food places, man. We're so backed up because nobody wants to get out of their car. Like, they're sitting in their car, and there's nobody inside the restaurant standing in line, right? Everybody's oh, no, the best car. part is you go through the drive-thru, and then you're literally cussing people out, flicking people off, <laughs> trying to get a parking spot. Because all you fat asses are sitting in your car eating your cheeseburgers and beefs and combos. God forbid we get up and walk to the counter. <laughs> I don't want to talk to somebody. Uh. And then sit around people? <laughs> Ah, no, I'd rather sit in my car, listen to music, or an iPod, or a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. You're right, that's terrible. How was it? Was it good Portillo's? Good times? Dude, yeah, I got that beef and sausage combo with the hot pepper, hot jardinera, and the mozzarella oh, yeah. cheese. Dude, first of all, I don't know when this started, but now you tell them I want hot peppers and cheese on my beef. What kind of cheese? Do I look like a fucking communist? <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like some Hamas piece of shit killing Jews? <laughs> no. Then I want fucking mozzarella. Okay? It's an Italian beef with Italian <laughs> sausage. Do I want the American cheese? No. <laughs> Put the Italian cheese on the Italian beef with the Italian sausage. You the cheesy I mean? beef, man. Nothing is better. Hell yeah. I mean, it's literally an Italian piece. It's Italian bread, Italian sausage, Italian beef with jardinera. <laughs> That's right. What makes you think I want American I cheese? I know. I can't get it. American <laughs> like, cheese. What, what, yeah, 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 yeah. Throw some American cheese on there. I used to work at a deli <laughs> many years ago uh, back in the old uh, village of the Arlington Heights. And there was a guy, he would come in uh, once a week, I think. He had his routine, usually our late night guy, and he would order a double beef cold with extra mayo and American cheese. You should have shot him. You should have done, <laughs> done that. I'm not saying it to be mean. You should have done that man a favor. <laughs> it just ended it for him. Here's what he's trying to do. That's uh, how we wanted to live, dude, man. So, so I pull it. <laughs> that's, that's fucking disgusting. Mayo? <laughs> Mayo? <laughs> that's like ordering a $100, like, like $100 scotch and pouring <laughs> Coca-Cola into it. I know? haven't thought about that scenario wow. in 30 years. How weird is that? <laughs> well, you left Chicago, so your daily, you know, you don't think about food. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I get a call at 8 a.m. from Nona about what I want for dinner. It's You're right. The Chicago lifestyle is, revolves around food scheduling. Oh, that's all it's all about. Dude, I'm literally sitting there at work thinking about what I'm going to eat for lunch. <laughs> but dude, so I go into, uh, you know, I pull into the drive-thru for Tillis, and uh, this fat dude with a beard but he's wearing a mask, so all you can see is, like, the beard on the side of the mask. Yes, you know? I love these people. Absolutely. And they got the, they got the, uh, the tablet with the card reader in their hand. Oh, yeah. And it's just hairy knuckles, you know? <laughs> and then just, like, a sweet girl's voice. Wow. What are you having today, sir? And, then, like... I literally did a double. I did. I. I. Dude, it was like a fucking commercial. So like, I looked. I. I literally did the double take. 
because I couldn't believe the voice. And then I realized <laughs> this is like an 18 year old girl. You were experiencing a lady fella. A lady fella. A lady fella. Uh, and it was just like, dude, I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't, it was nothing out of the order. Gave her my order, paid, whatever. But like, dude, I just kept looking back when I was in line. That's terrible. Think about how, like, dude, I'm a straight white guy, right? 35, still not married. You know how hard it is for a straight, normal white guy to find a lifelong companion? That's right, know? man. Yeah. And then you now became this he, she, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You just limited yourself so much more. I don't know. Does that make sense? I, yes, and I definitely think that something happened here where people were in a mass level manipulated, and I blame the cell phones, the social media, the porn. I think the porn is probably a huge part of it, and people thinking that they could just be sedentary and live their lives through this virtual realm. But just playing the odds. The odds of finding somebody that you're you're gonna love the rest of your life. You know what I mean? For sure. It's hard enough if you're straight. <laughs> and that and that is your best odds. Just statistically speaking. Because mm-hmm. majority, majority, you know. Absolutely. And then everything you do, you know, if you say I don't want to date anybody that's over six or under six feet, I mean the more you limit yourself. Yes, and when you do the transitioning, you are further limiting yourself to a very small percentage. We, so small. We've discussed this before. You know, when it comes to the crusades of one Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire, you know, they're really only kind of talking about, what, 1,400 youth that do the transition? Oh, so, okay. This is disgusting. That's the surgery. Just the surgery. So we're not talking about the hormone treatments. Because I think right. that's I think the hormone treatments are what's really messing people up. And, and that psychologically. is psychologically scale. That's a huge scale. There's a huge there's a lawsuit right now. A girl is suing everybody, the doctor, the clinic. Oh, the I school, we are on everybody. the cusp. I mean, it will occur yeah. over because this phenomenon, this uh hormone inducing ch- sexual gender changing or even like the inhibitors, right? Like stopping people from uh, going through puberty, puberty, which yeah, is a huge thing. Blockers. You are going to see in the next ten years because this is just a recent phenomenon. In oh, the next, no, faster than ten years. Yeah. Well, I'm just giving a grace. Uh, I believe in the next ten years, within you are going to see rampant lawsuits. Uh, people suing their parents, people suing doctors. I, I think that this was a horrible experiment that just went even more horribly wrong. And really, you have to look at it. I keep saying there was some sort of mass psychosis, some sort of uh, hypnosis, something that occurred where a bunch of adults unified behind the idea that our children know what their gender is when they're four years old. I know. Uh, It's absolutely insane. Yeah. So you're definitely going to see an uptick, but you're already seeing the ones that were like the first ones they're now hitting their 20s and they're like holy shit i was just a confused teenager yes you guys absolutely yes yes we're going to see ton- i'm telling you man I, I think the adults are in for a hard time 
The millennials. You failed. You failed. Our job as adults is to protect the kids, even from themselves. And who are these kids, by the way? This is Gen Z. This means millennials. We failed. Congratulations. We fucked up as parents. Big time. We went so woke. I blame the extras. I'm I'm blaming millennials. I think we... uh, (laughs) I think we, we, own, we need to own up to this one. We fucked up Gen Z. Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah, That's what right. happened. We went so woke. You went we, so we, woke, you broke your kids. That's what happened with this generation. Congrats. That's what we got. If you did have kids, they look like Greta Thunberg and they're going around in sailboats trying to stop oil companies. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> right? Or we're having abortions like crazy or, you know, having vasectomies and, you know, we're we're also drugged up up, you know, the wazoo uh, that we can't even dude. have kids, man. Oh, uh, I would love like, I really wish I had it in me to go do it. But remember when Roe v. Wade got overturned? I do. Oh, yeah. Democracy Now! interviewed, like, these three dudes. It was, like, the next day. And it was oh, three dudes. Vasectomy dudes? And, <laughs> they went and got vasectomies. Wow, yes. In consolidarity with women. <laughs> you know? Because now, if you're right, you know what I mean? It was so stupid. But I would love to go interview those men now. Absolutely. Because you made a permanent life decision. <laughs> right? In the heat of the moment. Now that you've yes. had time to think about it, now that the wave is crested, how do you feel about that vasectomy? How does it feel being manipulated and controlled by your television? For, or, or so your that phone? you could be part of a few-second story and then... Yeah, man. It's uh, No, I think, again, I, I can't get over the media manipulation of people we're all messed up we messed up our kids congratulations millennials and we are the generation millennial generation i'm i'm calling it out we're the ones where this all began uh this isn't something from gen x or the parents or the boomers or anything else we are the generation of anxiety for carrie howard a mom of three anxiety was once crippling beginning from when she was a little girl honestly i felt like i was dying i had developed this fear of my own anxiety like an anxiety about my anxiety things oh my god i had an anxiety about my anxiety we're not gonna protest we're not gonna, we're not protest. gonna protest we're not gonna protest that's so bad she says she began abusing drugs even dropped out of college but no, I'm not a drug addict. It was my anxiety. It was See, my I'm... anxiety about my anxiety. <laughs> I gotta remember that for the when you guys tried to do a uh, what do you call it? Uh... Bar mitzvah? Nah, what are those things you do to drunks? Oh, intermissions. It's the yeah, uh, yeah. We'll call it an intermission. Actually, I like you that. You try to throw me an intermission. I gotta fucking remember that. <laughs> it's funny called? that you were thinking of that because interrogation. What's that thing called? Though? I would. Uh, I'm gonna go with intermission. But I, uh, I was thinking. No, of... What's it called? <laughs> It was a show. It's an intervention. Intervention. Intervention, yeah. I liked intermission, though. Because it's just an intermission from your drinking, right? Oh, just long enough for you to get off my back. It's 20 yeah. minutes, so you can yell at me, and I can go back to drinking. Intermission. Yeah. 
I was just thinking how, like, you know, if anxiety, it's so crippling. Like, you get pulled over for drunk driving. You're like, sorry, officer. Uh, I didn't drink. Uh, it was my anxiety. <laughs> I didn't drink. My anxiety did. My anxiety got me drunk. That's who's <laughs> drunk driving. See? You blow You blow into the thing. It's like, no, no, no. 0.04 of that is my anxiety. <laughs> or you blow into it, and instead of numbers, it just says anxiety. Right? And he goes, oh, young, young man, I'm sorry for your condition. Off with you. Good good luck with your journey. Uh, to be honest with the officer, my anxiety about my anxiety won't even let me blow. <laughs> Can't even blow into the machine. I got anxiety about it. Looks like I'm just going to drive home. Thank you, sir, and have a nice day. <laughs> anxiety. Anxiety, man. This is incredible stuff, man. This is our. Have you ever noticed that these people have so much anxiety until it comes time to do something they want to do? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Good call. I well, I was thinking more of people having a lot of time to think about what they're thinking about. If mm. if you're busy, if you're working, if you're doing stuff, and not just working, like if you have hobbies and interests. Let's say you like to exercise, go for runs or hike or paddleboard or whatever, and you know, but you know, and like maybe you like to read books or uh, do a podcast or you know, garden, play sports, join a softball team. You know, if you're just constantly doing stuff, you don't really have time to sit around and think about how thinking about what you're thinking about is making you go crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying here? Like, like the anxiety is literally from you overthinking about this. That's what now I'm saying. you're getting anxiety about the anxiety. You're overthinking about overthinking. You shouldn't just have time to sit there thinking about what you're thinking about. I always go back to the Congo. How many people in the Congo have anxiety about their anxiety? <laughs> no, I love that. I w- you're psycho. I was thinking about this when I was clipping this earlier. I was thinking about, like, a guy in the jungle, like, hunting his food for the night, right? Like, the only anxiety he has is the panther that might kill him while he's trying to hunt his food. Uh, imagine that man comes home, six kids starving, wife who's pissed off and hungry, and he goes, Honey, I had too much anxiety. about my anxiety? <laughs> I couldn't catch anything. And Dude, you're psycho. That's what this is about. It's about how anxiety is actually good for us. That's when her journey to healing began. I did a lot of hard work in therapy and learning about what anxiety is helped me to kind of shift my mindset so that I was no longer running from it, but committed to facing it. It's a and here's the problem. Listen to me. Listen to me to <laughs> we need to bring back Darwinism. The problem with the human population is too many of us survive. That's, that's the problem. No, man, I'm... Even, we've made it so that even the weak survive. Again, this is rich people problems in my book, man. I, I just don't think. Oh, I already know this girl's white. Come on. And rich. Like, you just. You know it. If you're poor, you're working your ass off and you just don't have time. That's I can't get over this. Like, the idea of, like, if you're busy, if you have stuff to do, if you're moving when I, and producing. When I was a, when I was a kid, I wanted a TV in my room. I had to scrounge a black and white TV out of the garbage. <laughs> I found a black and white TV in somebody else's garbage. <laughs> I reattached a power cord to it. Yes. There you go. You know? No anxiety. I didn't have time for anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so happy about a black and white TV in my room with little antennas. 
I got three channels. I can sit down with a cup of coffee and a fat bowl of some sweet, sweet sativa, and I can play guitar for two hours and just lose time. I literally lose. It evaporates from my existence because I'm so focused and so in the moment and just enjoying creating and being a part of something that I don't have time to think about how thinking about stuff makes me sad. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying here, people? The fact that we have anxiety as a thing means we all have too much time on our hands or you're not being productive with your time. If you're sad and sitting there thinking and being sad, go do something. Get up, move around, go for a walk, go outside, build something, create, craft, play some music, play a game. My God, there's just so much we could do. But instead, we're all just sitting there staring into the abyss of our phones. And then we look up from it from time to time and see the people around us who are actually happy because they're living their lives. And we think, oh, I'm sad. I have anxiety and I'm depressed. I wonder why. Give me more drugs, doctor. I need to zombie out, man. It's fucking crazy. I, I, was, thinking, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it today, actually, before the podcast, dude. I. I think there's a reason I kind of fell into the sewer and drains of plumbing, right? Oh, and the yeah. reason I fell into it is the same reason a lot of guys hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like I, I said it earlier today. This week's been a really bad week because it just when you do drains every day, something happens. You hit a slump, just a slump. Where like I don't know the past four, past three, four days. It's like I can't unclog any drain. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I went into the week on top of the world thinking I was the drain master. There's no drain I can't undrain. I haven't had one I couldn't undrain in like two months. You know what I mean? I, there were other guys that couldn't unclog it. I went there and I unclogged it. I'm the fucking king. And then you just, <laughs> and then they just, you hit this for, so, it, it's, it just happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so humbling. And so extreme. We're like, you're on top of the world to just like, you're like, I'm the worst. I can never unclog a drain in my life. I don't even know why. I don't even know why anybody pays me. You know what I mean? I haven't unclogged a drain in weeks. Absolutely. (laughs) And I think that's like one of the things I like is the extremes of it. Uh, I think there's way too much emphasis placed on you need to always be up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think absolutely. I almost love my job for the lows, not the highs. I Does that make yes, sense? Yes, I couldn't agree more with you. It's about balance. It's the yin and yang of life. You can't always be in the good. You Because if you're in there too long, you're going to get the equal weight of the bad. The equal, and, and it's not even that. It's like these, I feel like we're in a society now where people aren't even striving for always good. They just want to be like, neutral never feel anything yes there is a almost like an equilibrium oh there it's is like, a no, dude, yes absolutely i love i love the highs i love the lows you know what i mean i like it sucks nothing worse i'm punching walls and i'm like six hours into this drain and i gotta give up it's like but i know tomorrow or the next day or someday i'm gonna do something that's gonna bring me back <laughs> but i'm gonna beat the slump you know oh, what yeah. i mean i'm gonna i don't know dude, does that make sense it totally does. Uh, I actually, I'm the same way when it comes to the bad days. You know, you just 
you have to take them for what they are, learn the lesson, and you know, and then push forward and know when you're in the low, you, the next spot is the high. You're going, you know, you're gonna. Oh, uh, dude, that you're right. You need to learn from the lows and enjoy the highs. Yes, that is the key to having a good, successful life. Which is why right I get high all day long, folks. Doctor Frank prescribes smoking one bowl in the morning, one bowl at you lunch, and high. one bowl every. I live for that hotty ha ha. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. <laughs> Are you going to high with me? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of like, a lot of people, they give up the highs because they can't take that lows. You know what I mean? And for me, it's like, dude, I'll go through this month of shit, you know? But because I know it's like, all right, I'm Mm. I'm not, I'm learning from it and it's going to be better. You got me angling on something I've been stewing about when it comes to, uh, you know, work and, you know, just. Traversing society these days, I was thinking about how not too far long ago, if you were lazy, you didn't bother me because that was your problem, and it affected you negatively, and the consequences were yours. But we now live in a society where there's just no good help anywhere, and the lazy survive and continue on in their positions. And in some places, the lazy even thrive and move up the ladder in certain positions. And we are now in a world where lazy is rewarded. And so now lazy affects me every day on the road, when I'm trying to buy food somewhere, you know, getting some meat sliced at the deli. And when I'm working, I'm surrounded by lazy that has elevated itself because nothing is stopping them anymore there's no elimination of the lazy and so now lazy people lazy people around me is my problem all the time and i'm constantly dealing with lazy people and i'm working around them or i'm driving around them or i'm maneuvering around them or i'm having to eat shitty food at a restaurant or get shitty service because everyone's fucking lazy and no one's getting fired I know. Well, that, that, dude, let me explain this to you, right? You're tapping into something I've, I'm really keen on here. This is my biggest, this is my biggest problem with the union today. It used to be, and you know this from landscaping, you're either really good at landscaping or you're very likable. (laughs) Otherwise, I don't want you on my crew. That's right. Right? Absolutely. You could show up every day hungover and be the biggest fucking prick, but as long as you're good and you work hard, and I'm going to keep you. Absolutely. Right? On the flip side, you could be a shitty worker, but you could be very likable and you show up every day on time. I'm going to keep you. You make us laugh you know? and you bring some good tackle. You make meat. us yeah. laugh. You help the other guys work harder. You know, the other guys, the job's getting done because the other guys like you so much. That's a balance. They're picking up your slack. Absolutely. You know, they're compensating for you. That used to be the balance. Now it's you have a shitty personality. You're a shitty person, and we just have to accept you. Oh, and you show up, you show up late, <laughs> and you show up late. Yeah, we, you don't work. We have to overcompensate for your shittiness, and you're a piece of shit that I don't even want on my job site. 
But this, in, in relation to work, I was thinking about like traffic these days and just traversing around cars during the daytime. I was thinking how, you know, we're rewarding lazy so these lazy bums still have these jobs so they're clogging the lanes. Yes. These lazy assholes who have no means to get to their yes. job on time are going slow. Our whole society is crumbling right now because we're rewarding lazy bums. Just lazy, stupid, terrible people. We you are know? idiocracy, man. I'm telling we you right really now. <laughs> I was trying to explain it to this kid that's in my class. He, he was like, he was like, dude, I fu-, you know, he was talking about how he fucked up really bad. I mean, it must have cost his shop a lot of money. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But they, nobody even said anything. Like, they didn't really, like, say anything to him. He didn't even really feel any repercussions or anything. And I tried to tell him, I'm like, because they like you. you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. In, in this world, you either got to be good or likable. I don't know. Does that make sense? It actually really... So you got to be perfect or likable. Because if you're an asshole, and the minute you mess up, they're firing. You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you kind of got to, I don't know. But now we live in this world of just, like, entitlement, and everybody's, these people, like. Yeah, it's la- it's lazy these, entitlement. These young guys coming in are lazy, worthless. Like, I don't even, you're acting like I should be worshiping the ground I'm you just, walk on. I don't even want you here. I'm just floored. I'm. It's not even just where I work. It's just like Em and I go out to eat, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And laziness, like even just servers and bartenders. We've gone to bars recently yes. where it's just like this lazy bartender just ignoring half. Like, what's going on here, man? Like you used to want to work hard and I don't know, earn, earn the money, hustle. It's just the soul is gone, man. I'm telling you. And uh, it's. Uh, I'm gonna leave the anxiety because that's I just wanted to uh, dip into it a bit uh, because I found oh, something. I we got more if you want. I mean, it's not really. They're just kind of digging. No, into I'm just saying. I really like the anxiety about the anxiety. Oh, that's my favorite part. We've yeah. gone so far. Well, and what I find funny about all of this, uh, what I wanted to lead into, uh, which I've been kind of harping on with the laziness of our culture. Uh, we're so lazy that we no longer are prescribing, you know, dieting and exercise, right? It's Ozempic and Wegovy, right? If you want to lose those, shed those quick pounds. Uh, finally, we got a little bit of action on the exercise, and I was just kind of almost a little disappointed. <laughs> we want to get right to our cover story. Two new studies out on exercise and its impact. Oh, I hope everybody's holding on to something. Uh, <laughs> they exercise to Michael. <laughs> There's some G-force winds blowing your direction with this one. <laughs> Sorry in advance, folks. Hey, Michael, let's take it slow. We're all in this together, big guy. <laughs> We're going to talk exercise. <laughs> We're going to take this like a team, you know? We want to get right to our cover story. Two new studies out on exercise and its impact on longevity. Both suggest there may be more impactful ways to get physically fit than taking those daily 10,000 steps. Our medical <laughs> correspondent, Dr. Sutton, is here to break them down. And Dr. 10,000 steps, we've heard wow. that. We wear the wristbands. We keep up with it on our smartphones and everything else. <laughs> but there's another way you can possibly do it within 20, 25 minutes. Because if you're going to take 10,000 steps, it takes like an hour and 40 minutes a day. And that is five miles. That's a lot to ask for anyone, regardless of whatever. It's not. Five miles is not a lot. I'm telling you people, you could do it in 45 minutes jogging. You could walk it in an hour and a half. It's not hard. I, I just, 
everybody get out there and do five miles, actually. When I was an airborne soldier, the standard was five miles in under 45 minutes every day. I run five miles in 45 minutes. No, that's still to this day, I hold that as my bar. And it's not impossible. And when I don't go running, because I can't every day because my joints don't allow it, I walk on my lunches for the 45 minutes. It, folks, walk, run, move. This guy's an asshole and a liar. I can't even believe him. I, I can't believe he said you can't do f- five miles. You can very easily. You can very easily easy. do five miles in a day. <clears throat> Every day. It's so possible. It's so easy. And these people I'm, on TV are lying to you, and they want you fat and lazy and watching them tell you their bogus health advice. How many miles a day do you think a cheetah goes? You know, like we evolved well before cars and bikes and everything. Like our body, yours can't because you're lazy, but the body is like designed to go miles a day. You know? Uh, yeah, I read a book about this is years ago. Uh, the name is escaping me currently. Uh, Born to Run was the book. And is that about yeah yeah? It, it started the fad yeah. here in America about twenty years ago, where all the hippies in Boulder wore those leather shoes yeah, the with shoes. the toes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Born to Run, fantastic uh, novel. I think everybody should read it. It's about a guy who um, he does this deep dive on these tribes uh, from Mexico. Who could who ran like four hundred miles at a time or whatever? Like they could just run endlessly. These nomadic tribes, uh, the human body, it is an incredible biological machine. We can yes. run unbelievable amounts of uh, space, and we are capable of incredible human strength. Uh, it, it is it is disgusting to me that these health experts quote-unquote experts can go on tv and tell people it's outrageous for us to suggest you could walk five miles in a day <laughs> like come on people I, I love that that's the book that really, really like uh because everybody you always hear it everybody always says how did we become the best species we don't have like the teeth of a tiger or like you can't run as fast as a cheetah you know dude we have adapted well we are so adapted we could run, we could sweat, we could breathe, we run upright. Yeah, and you we can we mean? can sprint like a cheetah and then swing from the branches like an ape. Did you ever catch a rabbit? Me personally, uh, uh no. I have not caught uh, a rabbit. Yeah, ain't no friend of mine, you know. But no, uh, for... <laughs> I am definitely for a hound dog. <laughs> Do you know how you catch a rabbit? Uh well, I imagine you put the uh, carrot with the stick. No, dude. If you're in like the <laughs> if you're in the prairies, you know, like in Texas, they got these jackrabbits. The jackrabbits, yeah. Uh, Emma's dad does jackrabbit hunting, or he has before. Uh, very funny imagery. And, and dude, these jackrabbits, as soon as you get them out of their hole, that's it. All you gotta—I'm not joking. All you gotta do is just 
lock yourself in at about a five mile for 45 minute pace so it's like a nine mile an hour pace oh jog. yeah you know you set yourself up at a jog and you just keep jogging after this rabbit and every time you get close it sprints it sprints it sprints it sprints and eventually it sprints less and less less and less less and less and you just jog and eventually it's so tired you just walk up and grab it by the ears. Wow. And that's how we used to hunt all animals. Like, we're, we're meant to do it. We can, like, today the soldier can do it to the rabbit because that's how in shape he is. <laughs> 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 but back in the day, the regular human, that's how he would do to, that's what he would do to antelope. You Just know? outpace the antelope? You set your pace. Like all these other animals, you're right. Like I could rabbit. see, I could see the tribe of Indians just slow jogging through the plains, just slow jogging, right? Because because we sweat, we can breathe, we do everything. Like we can set a pace. You you know, as a runner, I do too. You can set a pace. Oh yeah, where you run forever. Like I, there's literally, you have to tell me to stop. I know? uh I run a route around my home, and once in a great while, there's a group of kids from a local middle school, the cross country boys. And they end up on my same route. And the other day, I they were getting ready, and I was cruising. And these two young chaps uh, sprinted past me about two miles later into my run. And I uh, they crushed me, right? And I smiled, and I just kind of laughed to myself, and I kept cruising. About a mile and a half later, I caught up to both of them. And uh, yeah. about a quarter mile after that, the first one stopped, and he had to slow down and walk. And then about a quarter mile after that, I passed up the second guy. You know what you just did there? You caught two rabbits. <laughs> That's literally how, like, that is our evolutionary advantage. It's the way that we moderate our temperature, the way we moderate our breath, the way we can run on two legs instead of four. It's it's it's. it's that is our evolutionary advantage. So that's why anybody who tells me you can't run, I've. That's heartbreaking. Hundreds, hundreds <laughs> of thousands of years of evolution. I know. You otherwise, but that, means, <laughs> you know that I mean? means. But that means we've hit the end of evolution, man. If we ain't running uh, no more, come on. Like, there's no way we were meant to evolve to be brains in some sort of, you know, little, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tube, you know, and just like connected to the uh, Starlink and all that stuff. Like, we, we're supposed to be running through the fields and, and planting and, you know, you know, I don't know, gardening, harvesting. I feel like that was just, it's so inbred in our, our genes and who it's we are. It's sad because the people don't, like, they, you know, people talk about that runner's high. It's like, it's not a high like smoking weed, people. Oh, it's, no, it's a different it's a, type of it's high. A, it's a sense of I'm fulfilling what, it's like a, almost like a genetic fulfillment. You know what I mean? Like the instinctual. Like well, I've always kind of felt know. it as a more of a spiritual thing. It's kind of you have your body, your mind, and everything else, the lungs, yeah, everything I mean. are it's in rhythm. You know, the instincts is your body. Our mind has evolved well past anything I think even God intended for, and it's like that body though. You got to still feed the body, and that's what the running does. You know. Yeah, but uh, that's that spiritual. I don't know. Where are we? Like, where I live, I see a lot of people these days. There's a lot more people exercising than uh, when I first moved out here. But it, you know, it doesn't seem like people are catching on, man. You know, we shouldn't be sedentary. We should be moving. We should be working. We go under the, 
What the most disgusting thing ever? I was driving down Lakeshore Drive today. <laughs> yes. For those that don't know, there's two paths. The path right next to the road is for bikes only. Right? Oh, yeah. And then the, the path closer to the lake, that's for the runners and the walk. And uh, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there in gridlock traffic, and I'm just watching bike after bike after bike. Nobody's pedaling. <laughs> yes! They're all, yes! They're all electric bikes. Yes, same here, You know what dude, I mean? And yes. there's, there's, I could see, dude, there's a cop, like, at two lights ahead. And literally every single person, when they get an eyeshot, as soon as they see that cop, they start moving the pedals with their feet. Wow. But they're, cru- they're cruising at like 23 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not even joking, dude. At one point, I just look over and there's this like 390 pound fucking dude sitting on like a scooter with a little seat and like a. <laughs> wow. And he's, you know, like a like a regular scooter, but they just put like a bar and a little bike seat. Yes, yes, dude, his ass. It looks like it's going into his <laughs> like it's his ass has consumed the seat. And this guy just drives by all of us on the scooter on that path. You know, what I, it was so fun. I was like, dude. We don't even ride bikes anymore. No, we you know? don't. I see them all over the place here. It, I tell Emma all the time how, you know, I'll be cruising or I'll be running and I'll I'll people cruise by on on the electric bikes. And when they go by the other runners, they start to pedal. You know, they <laughs> or the cops. You're not fooling anyone, man. We <laughs> It's just to me those electric bikes it's just so that is America right there. That's kind of what we are right now, this lazy, obese country. And I see it with these people on this bike. Like, I get it. You got the bike. You have the idea. You're halfway there. Like, you, you're sort of there where you get in the sunshine, you're outside, the fresh air, but you should be pushing your own body weight to get there. And if you do it's that, the- that's when you'll truly feel better about doing it. It's literally the most efficient mode of transportation. It's like your energy <laughs> input will get you further than anything else in this world. <laughs> Just pedal. It's such an ingenious invention. The, the electric bike, though, that is a phenomenon where you are right. You have just all these over, enlarged humans just cruising oh, around. All I kept, dude, like literally along the the running path, you saw this like. Just slim, <laughs> sexy girls ju- just sweating, dude. They're pushing it. The one girl I, I like specifically remember, she like, you could see she hit a line and then sprinted, you know? And then she hit another line and she started jogging. It was like, they're working, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then here comes the fat bitch with the tits hitting the pedal. That's how far <laughs> they're sagging. And she's on her little electric bike, pretending like she's pedaling. Like, dude, what? We have just lost our way. <laughs> We have lost our way. We're not exercising. We're taking Ozempic. Did you see? Uh, did you look up the picture of Christina Aguilera? It was all over the internet, man. I'm telling you, like no. she's she's the newest victim of the O face. The O face. No, you know what? You know what's confusing is uh, a lot of them are doing that. Uh, they're taking the fat. They're getting it sucked out of their face. Oh, they're liposuction. Yeah, it's like this weird liposuction on their face. Or lipo is it? Lipo or lipo? That doesn't matter. 
But uh, apparently it makes you eight. Holy shit. No, I'm she telling you. <laughs> she's old, yeah. <laughs> but she <laughs> she drained her body with the Ozempic, I'm telling you. Nah, she's still sexy. All right, well, I'll give it to her. It was the rumors. The rumor on the street. Again, dude, she was sexy fat. Yeah, I know. Christina Aguilera had the large girl babe thing going on. But we grew up in the time where we wanted the women to be vivacious and boobacious and anything aceous, you know? They they had to be kind of thick and hippie and curvy. Yeah, for all you young folk out there, you know, more pushing for the cushion. That came out <laughs> in our time, you know what I mean? That was our thing. And believe it or not, our women back in those days, no dicks. I know that's kind of hard to... Uh, that was the best like, part. <laughs> <laughs> hard to believe. None of them had dicks. <laughs> they still had the tits, but no dicks. <laughs> oh, man, I'm still waiting on the Elliot Page uh, big movie. Nothing has happened. I, I predicted that it would, and I totally dropped the ball on that. Although, the SAG... The the actor strike is still ongoing. You all forgot. I forgot. No, yeah. dude, the actors are still on strike. <laughs> no, yes. I'm telling you right now, dude. It's just the writers that are back. That and they needed. I think the politicians who, paid the writers stops. to come back for Stephen Colbert. Frank, who are they writing for? Stephen Colbert, the Jimmies. Every, you know. <laughs> but there's no actors. Yeah, but I think the writers needed to come back so they could write jokes about Trump leading into 2024 election because they probably knew that the actor strike was never going to be settled or settled in time. The actors, I mean, we have a, there's an election coming on this November, I believe. For present? Or there, isn't there, we're voting here in Colorado on several things. Yeah, but what does that have to do with the actors? Well, I'm just saying, uh, oh, I meant the writers, you know, with politics coming back into the fray. Oh, they need they the, writers, the writers. You need back. the writers yeah. back. And, and, you know, you get the Jimmies making the jokes. And, and that's what it's all about these days right now. You know, and that's why they had to end the strike. But the actors still on strike because they're all about the AI, CGI, deep fake technology, man. We got taking their job. They're taking the jobs, dude. So they're uh, they're still on strike. So we're not getting any good movies. I guess that's uh, probably a good thing. Maybe I, I Emma's still been rocking the Korean. Uh, she just finished Suits on Netflix, and now she's into some new Korean uh, based. Or I refused to watch it. I refused to watch. Dude, it. Dude, Suits was a new phenomenon, uh, but it was an old phenomenon, and, and now a new phenomenon. And we had the Merkel in there, and. I thought it was really funny because it was originally like a regular TV channel show. And those shows, especially over the last 10 years, they peter out the last two seasons. You know what I mean? Like, it gets just really shitty. They introduce new characters. And Suits got really woke towards the end. Started adding, like, black lawyers and, like, empowered women. And (laughs) Catherine Heigl makes an appearance. Like, it gets really outrageous. And I looked at it one day, and I'm like, oh, is this the last season? And I was like, yeah, it's the last season. I'm like, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, of course. (laughs) The second you start bringing in the woke characters, man, (sighs) you can just tell... 
time frame wise that it was like around the 2020s that they were filming the series or like 2019 you know what i'm saying like they were entering kind of that woke era and of course nothing aged worse faster than anything that came out in 2019 2020 2021 that shit did not age well dude no, already. Think about like 20 years from now when they're watching movies or TV shows where the characters are wearing masks and social distancing. <laughs> what the fuck are these oh, morons doing? No, dude, good call. I was just, wow. You know, you just. <laughs> <laughs>